Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're tuned in to Buffalo Means Business here on News Radio 930 WBEN, and this is where we hear from the businesses and services available in the Buffalo area. If you'd like to be on the program, send me an email at randy.bushover at entercom.com. Joined by Jessica Pirro, who is CEO of Crisis Services. Jessica, welcome. Good to have you. Thank you so much for having me. And to re-familiarize those who don't know, what is it that Crisis Services does here in the community? So Crisis Services is the only 24-hour crisis center for Buffalo and Erie County. Um, We have staff available 24 hours a day to help individuals who are in crisis, um, who might need somebody to talk to, um, as well as to just provide support and guidance on a challenging situation they might be dealing with. And as far as the coverage area, it's more than just the city. It's pretty much all of Western New York? Um, So uh, there's a variety of services that we provide that are within the Erie County boundaries, but we also have some partnerships with Niagara County, Chautauqua County, um, as well as um, uh, some of the surrounding counties, even into Monroe County with some of our partnerships. So um, the majority of our services, though, do kind of sit within the Erie County boundaries. And I think a lot of people have the impression that it's just a hotline, that people are calling into a phone number. but. It's it's much more than that. So let's let's talk first of all about the actual physical buildings, a building or buildings that you are in. So I, that is a really good um, uh, point because when the agency started, we're actually 51 years old. Um, it was just a hotline. Um, so the history of the agency was born off of the hotline services. That is still the big a big component of our services. It's the hub of the organization. Um, but our building and our location houses three different departments of response services that are dealing with suicide prevention emergency mental health. We're the rape crisis center for the county. We provide domestic violence, elder abuse services. So there's a variety of crisis-related services that we provide. Um, And we have a a facility that houses all of our crisis first responders, but they're out responding into the community, intervening in those crisis moments if it's in somebody's home. We respond to all the hospitals in Erie County when a victim of domestic violence or sexual violence presents for treatment. So there's a lot of different points that we're responding to to help people. And as far as the actual hotline itself, is there someone literally manning this 24-7? Yeah, so in our uh, location, um, we have staff 24 hours a day um, um, answering the variety of hotlines. We actually manage a few different hotlines for the area, um, and uh, staff are there 24-7, ready and available to answer the calls for people in need. For someone who might be interested in doing this, uh, what sort of training might be involved? So our staff um, come, you know, will come to us with either some sort of background, uh, bachelor's degree, some master's degrees in social work, mental health counseling, psychology. Those are the types of backgrounds that are required for some of our positions. But regardless of that, when they come as a first day of an employee of crisis services, they all go through extensive training and crisis intervention um, response, all of the different um, parts of the systems that we're navigating with them to really be able to be as comprehensively educated on how to help somebody in crisis. So that training can vary department to department. 
treatment. Um, but usually it's a good month or so as we're getting people onboarded and trained um, so that they really understand all the nuances of responding to a crisis situation. And regardless of background, I'm guessing that you kind of have to have a certain personality type, or is that not really a necessity? Well, I think some of the characteristics of our staff are individuals that are coming with um, true empathy of helping other people. Um, It's not easy work. It's difficult. Uh, You're going to see people coming back um, sometimes over and over again, because that sometimes is the cycle of either their mental illness or the violence that they're dealing with. So you have to be able to just be present and not judge um, kind of what is going on in that person's life. So some of those characteristics of empathy, compassion, um, the ability to really, you know, shift and pivot very quickly um, in a moment's notice, because we don't know what types of calls will be coming in every day um, and to really be able to um, enjoy the variety of what the job provides. Speaking with Jessica Pirro, who is CEO of Crisis Services, this is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. And you just described uh, the fact that there are people who call multiple times, so necessarily the people on your end answering those phone calls mm-hmm. pretty much get to know these individuals. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what is the 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 psychological issue with those victims that does not allow them to break away and change the pattern of, of abuse or the, the, the problem that they found themselves in? Well, I think we can kind of look at it from two, two lenses. One, I think for an individual who has a mental illness, um, sometimes that repetitive need and repetitive calling is part of the symptomology of their mental illness. Um, they need that connection. They need that support. They need somebody to walk them through a panic attack. And if they're having them every day, they really need that ongoing support. So the a hotline counselor really can help somebody in that moment to prevent it from rising to a higher level of crisis where maybe police are needing to be involved or even the need to go to the hospital. So we really see our, our services as prevention for individuals who have a chronic condition like a chronic mental illness. But for individuals, for example, who are dealing with domestic violence, um, it is, you know, research shows it takes up to seven times for somebody to leave an abusive situation before they really can make that 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 step. Um, it's it's about power and control. It's about the trauma they're experiencing. It's about um, you know safety and concern of of their life. You know, it's very um, it can be very at the moment that somebody tries to leave a domestic violence situation. It's the most unsafe time for somebody because that's where we tend to see potentially homicides happening. So we really have to help somebody to be able to be prepared for that, have the good resources in place, some real good safety planning, knowing who their supports are. Um, so it, it's it's really a process um, for individuals who are experiencing these types of traumas. And not to go too dark, but if you're a counselor or, or someone on, the, on your end, the crisis services end of that hotline dealing with these people and the frustrating aspect of them not getting out of a situation or perhaps the potential of that situation worsening, are there people to counsel the, the counselors? Yeah, so we have a very solid structure uh, we refer to as supervision with our staff. So uh, all of our staff are meeting with their direct supervisors um, when they first start on a weekly basis, and then we move to like a biweekly um, meeting where we're kind of checking in to see how they're doing not only on the work, but how the work is impacting them. Um, you know, we all come with our own stories, and we all have our own history. So we do have to pay attention to how that might trigger something for one of our staff, um, maybe they see themselves in a client or a family member. Um, so we want to make sure that they're given that support to be able to debrief and know um, when they might need to take a step back from a particular case or a particular call. 
And on the other hand, certainly there are some bright aspects there yeah. where people are quite literally and figuratively talked off the ledge, so to speak. Yes. And, and I know you can't reference specific uh, in, uh, instances, but can you like give us some examples? Well, you know, every day we're receiving calls, for example, with individuals who are having thoughts of suicide. Um, suicide, uh, suicide thoughts are also, again, a symptom of some of uh, particular mental illnesses. Um, but if there's a developmental change or a situation or a tragic situation that happens with somebody, suicidal thoughts will creep in. So to be able to walk them through that, to kind of bring them back to, okay, what happened today? What can we do to support you? How can we instill a little hope that we'll get through this, this moment in time um, is something that our counselors are doing every day. Um, we do see somebody literally calling and threatening suicide and our ability to then intervene. Um, we see that on a regular basis. Not only do we deal with it on the hotline, but then we also have our mobile outreach department that actually will physically respond to an incident out in the community if somebody is threatening suicide or is having a mental health crisis. So it's not just on the hotline and we can take it that next step further if it's a higher level of concern um, to really in- intervene and, and try to save that individual's lives. How many people are we talking about working for crisis services currently? So we have about 87 full and part-time staff. We also have about 20, what we refer to as our per diem staff, that take shifts now and then. So it's over 100 you know, plus individuals who are helping to fulfill our 24-hour-a-day coverage. Um, we also use volunteers on our hotline as well as our hospital response for victims of domestic and sexual violence. So individuals from the community who are interested in doing this type of work, um, we do a very extensive training with them. It's about 40 plus hours of training. And then there's observation shifts um, that they have to do before they then would take their own first shift. Um, But we do use volunteers for our work as well. And the way to get a hold of you in case someone is inspired to help out? Well, um, you can always call uh, 834-3131, but I would actually direct people to our hotline, or our website, I'm sorry, which is crisisservices.org, and there's all information about job opportunities there, volunteer opportunities, as well as internships, and just information about all of the services that we can provide. And as far as that goes, uh, in addition to the crisis response services, what other benefits does the agency provide to the community? So in addition to that like immediate response work, uh, a lot of our staff are really content, content experts in the work that we do. Um, so we're very involved with a lot of community collaboratives that we oversee that bring stakeholders together um, from the community to talk about how to improve what we're doing. Um, so we manage a police mental health coordination project that brings law enforcement and first responders um, who deal with mental health to, together and kind of talk about how to deal with um, better ways to respond in our system work. Uh, we oversee our Rape Crisis Advisory Council for the community. We manage the Suicide Prevention Coalition. So these are kind of community efforts where Crisis Services is kind of the lead agency bringing folks together, ultimately to improve the way we're responding to individuals in the community so that we can help them better. And Crisis Services Crisis Services is a private nonprofit, so fundraising, donations, community support, all very critical to uh, keeping you going. Absolutely, and I think that's really an important, I just stress that we are a private nonprofit, so sometimes there's some confusion that we're a county entity. Um, we are a private nonprofit, so our budget is dependent um, on contracts and grants that we receive for services, but it's also made up of individuals contributing and investing um, from donors to uh, foundations um, to you know just individuals that want to contribute. So So we always are looking for support. Um, And again, our website, crisisservices.org, has a lot of information on ways that you could donate to our agency in a a variety of ways. And one of those efforts we talked about in terms of fundraising 
is something that is in its uh, 13th edition upcoming, right? Yes. So on October 2nd um, at the Lexus Club down at the Key Bank Arena, we are hosting our 13th annual Men Who Cook. Um, It's our signature fundraiser that we run every year. Uh, We have uh, men from the community who are are partners of Crisis Services that lend their culinary talents uh, to share their, their dish with our attendees. We also have a variety of restaurants involved that participate in this as well. So it's a great it's a great night to help celebrate crisis services, really bring in needed funding to help balance our budget and be able to continue our services 24 hours a day. Um, and that's October 2nd at the Lexus Club. And again, our, webs- our website, uh, crisisservices.org, has all the information for tickets. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, the, the, what is the uh, donation for that? Um, so for the tickets, uh, the individual tickets are $75. A couple ticket is $125. Um, and I will tell you, you there's tons of food. You will not go home hungry. Um, uh, there's also wine and beer that's included in that pricing. And then we're going to have some great silent auction and basket items um, that are up for raffle as well. So it's really helping to contribute to uh, Crisis Services' mission. Yeah, absolutely. A tasty way to get the word out <laughs> yes. and to, to get people to help you as well. One more time before we go, the phone number if people want to help out with crisis services. So the crisis services 24-hour hotline is 716-834-3131, and our website is crisisservices.org. Good enough. Jessica, thank you very much for the time. Thank you for having me. Jessica Pirro, CEO of Crisis Services, and this is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.